0: welcome to the biz and mayhem podcast where we talk about the mayhem in our lives and how to get ahead in business and your career this is chris bachelor and i'm here with my co-host tara parker let's get started Welcome to another episode of the Biz and Mayhem podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm here with my co-host, Tara. How are you doing tonight, Tara?
1: I am doing good, Chris. How about you?
0: I'm good. Well, we're finishing up our series here on getting hired and, and starting a new job. This is the last of the series, and we're going to do it today on your first day on the job. So our uh, previous episodes were about writing your resume and sending it mm-hmm. in, and then we did a in a whole episode on interviews. Then we did a whole episode of negotiations, and this one is kind of rounding out the series, talking about first day on the job. And uh, we were just talking here before we got recording. It's been a while since I've had a first day on the job, but you recently changed jobs. So you have a lot more experience with this than I do uh, in recent times. I probably have a lot more experience just in general,
1: <laughs> because I think I probably have more jobs than you have. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I, just, uh, well,
0: I, I did I move around that's... earlier in my career. I did move around quite a bit, you know, moved every two to three years. And so, uh, but it's been a while since since I've done that. I've been been the same place now for a while. And, uh, but you, you just recently changed positions and you've actually done this kind of quick succession, right? The previous position you had, you didn't have for terribly long. And then now you've actually changed right. companies, right?
1: Right. So it kind of goes back to oh 2016 when I was laid off. And it's kind of a strange limbo frame to be in in your professional career. You're laid off from one position. You're in that that mentality of I need to have a job, especially if you've got kids and a home that you're trying to run. And I went from one financial industry to another part of the financial industry. I find myself in academia. And then wound up in aviation and aerospace, and that's where I'm at today. And yeah, um, I was I started my career in aviation just um, just two years ago, and then uh, about five weeks ago, I I'm, I'm in the same industry. I'm in aerospace aviation. It's kind of all blends in together. But I am with a new organization, so yeah, there's a there's some fresh experience to talk about with that first day on the job nonsense.
0: Uh, you know, like I said, it's been a while for me. You, you've got some recent experience here. I mean, what what's it like in 2021 mm-hmm. starting a new job? I, I think there are some things that are constant, right? Orientation, telling you about benefits, you know, where the bathrooms are, where your new desk <laughs> is. Yeah. You know, I don't, right? that stuff's kind of timeless, it's, right? I mean, but, but yeah, there, I think there's a lot I, of stuff that does change.
1: Well, and I think that orientation part has a lot to do with the industry In any other industry I have started in, there was a pretty lengthy and let's just say it boring orientation, right? You don't want to hear about all this stuff. You want to jump into your work, but this orientation was very quick to the point they ripped off the band and then they threw you into your positions. And that's, that's what I like about that particular kind of orientation. Some people like to ease their way in and I'm a sink or swim kind of person. And so it was nice to get, I think we had around three and a half hours of, here's all you need to know. You'll get more information later. Have a great first day. Get out. (laughs) So that's how that went down, but it was pretty timeless. You know, we did talk about benefits and um, the different employee resource groups, which is becoming a really big hot button right now amongst the organizations out there. And we talked about, you know, uh, what it means to be on time and come to work. And, you know, there's some new um, expectations with Feeling sick now? It's not like it used to be, right? It used to be if you're sick, get over it and come into work.
0: Yeah, you, now it's it like, used to be a badge of honor. You know, you'd be there right? and look like death warmed over, and people be like, "Good job, you're still working." Right.
1: Yeah, and or it's like you're not that sick. I'm much sicker. I was much sicker last week, and now it's like, "What is your cough? What do you have allergies? Or are you? What is? Go home. Don't even explain it. Just go home." and and now they've got things where if if you know if you've been exposed to somebody who's been exposed to somebody who's been exposed to somebody you're considered exposed and you need to stay home for 10 days and so i think that's where people want to pay attention at is this pandemic type of stuff and how cuz that does make a difference in how um, you kind of get your momentum built for your work especially with starting a new job right now do you have to wear masks do you not wear a mask if you do when if you have to be quarantined what does that look like so that's where i really paid attention at is what are your COVID-19 criteria? What are the, what what dictates me staying home and what does staying home look like? And they are definitely, that, that was definitely an eye-opener for me is, you know, for instance, my employer, if you don't have the vaccine and you have been exposed and you test positive, you are quarantined for 10 days without pay. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. If you're vaccinated, then you get to work from home or you get to stay home and be sick and get paid. And so they, you know, the businesses, the organizations out there are trying to figure out their way of um, cons- developing their best practices. And yeah. so that's one thing that I have definitely learned and have watched for in this role is what are your COVID nineteen antics? What are you doing with this?
0: Yeah, I think you can uh, you can wrap that up though, kind of under you know social expectations, right? Yeah, as a more um, broad sense, because, you know, companies have different different social norms in different places uh, is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at.
1: They, they do, but at the same time, they're wondering, what is the other company doing? What's our competitor doing? So the, the, the organization I came from, the particular part of the organization, the company that I came from, they were very interested in, in what my current employer was doing. They're kind of competitors, kind of not. They're in the same place, not necessarily working at the same market. And so I know that sounds confusing, but I don't want to out anybody I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So my, my former bosses and their upper leadership was always wanting to know what my current employer, what are they doing? How are they handling it? Should we be handling it that way? Or they would justify, well, we're doing it because they're doing it too. And so there is a lot of who's doing what, where and when. Mm-hmm. There's no trailblazers. And then some of it is geared towards what does the CDC say? What does the WHO say? And some of it is just like, you know what? We know what they're doing. These are our rules, and it falls within there. So that's all it is. And that's what my current employer is doing is if we would prefer you to have the vaccine. If not, this is what you have to go through. And if you are vaccinated, then this is your path. And and so that um, it's hard not to get emotionally involved in that. And that's part of that first day expectation is you need to really shut down those emotions and just say, okay, this is your business. This is how you're running it. I chose to accept your offer to work here. So I'm just going to have to suck it up buttercup and and make it work. That doesn't stop the conversations from occurring. And as a first, being a, a new employee, that is probably the most difficult thing is to hear all those chitter chatter about certain work policies right off the bat. And that's one of the things you really don't want to get involved in when you first step foot onto your new job, right? Is You kind of want to shut down all the the opinions and the conversations like that and just stick to the facts that way, you know, how you're supposed to perform. Um, at least that's my opinion. I know it's been a while since you started Chris, but, um, I know you started new people in your role. So you've got to have some idea of what you expect from your new people, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some good advice in general when you're starting a new position, whether it's at a new company or just taking a new position within your existing company is to, to really try and observe things before you go over and, and make a lot of noise, right? I, especially <laughs> yeah. that first day. I think, I think you want to really soak as much of the, uh, you know, the atmosphere and what people are saying and just really be observant and, and watch who does what and, and where things are. And, and I, I, I you know, to me that first day is really about observing and trying to get familiar with your new surroundings and with your new people and the social structure and, politics and, you know, all those sorts of things. And uh, when you're new to a setting, it's really, it's really hard to impossible to come in and, you know, make change or, or, you know, shake things up on day one. Right. Uh, So I I think it's especially important, you know, unless you're maybe in some, even if you're in a senior leadership position, I think it's important to come in and be in observation mode for, you know, a period of time before you really are too bold. Right. Uh, because I think yeah. if you if you come in and you're you know loud and obnoxious and you know all this kind of stuff, then people are going to get turned off. And you yeah. know it, it's true, first impressions are really important, right? And and I wouldn't discount uh, first impressions. Yeah. So, you know what I expect on the first day is you know maybe not quite as dressy as an interview, but maybe a, a step or a half step above what casual wear would be or normal everyday wear would be for that job position, right? So if you're going to wear, you know, like, for instance, at our position, we wear dress shirts and, and jeans with with dress shoes, right? So in this case, you know, I'd maybe wear a nicer dress shirt or make sure I'm wearing the best pair of jeans and that there's no holes in them and, right. you know, those sorts of things. But because you definitely want to make a good first impression. But to me, it's, uh, you know, it's all about being conscious about making that first impression and, and really coming in and observing, you know, and really, you know, trying to to absorb everything that you can.
1: Yeah, the the dress code is something I usually touch base on as soon as the offer's been accepted and I start asking those questions so that I know God cuz I would be the one that would show up all dressed like I was to the nines for work, right? Like executive level and I don't need to be dressed for anything more than casual business casual. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out prior to but I think, I think the observe point that you've hit on multiple times, I think that's the key is just sit and watch and take in the environment, the people in the environment, the culture, because that's going to tell you a lot about what you've agreed to work in. Um, and so I know with, with mine, it's um, just sitting back and listening. People don't care if I get involved in the conversation or not because they're they're like, oh, she's new, so she's probably shy or she's not sure. And they're fine with that it's the ones who've been there for a long time that shut down and go into observation mode that freak them out. And so going to observation mode right away and actually holding on to that observation mode is key. I know one of the first pieces of advice that I've received from my current boss is when you hear the conversations that you're gonna hear, don't partake in them. Mm -hmm. You know, I have plans for you. I wanna see you go to the next level very quickly. Don't even, you're gonna hear those conversations, particularly because you work around ABC people. Do not fall into that trap. Yeah, they're stuck where they're at because they're talking that way. Please don't get involved in that if you want to move up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you want me to stay in observation mode? And it's not like I'm asked to like out anybody or be a rat or a fink or anything like that. I'm just being told, hey, pick your battles and pick the ones that are going to take on the avenue for your goals. And that's not—I can tell you right now—that's not part of your goals because those people have been there for a while. Yeah, and the only way they're going to move is in a lateral move to another to another group, and so. Um, and it's funny because hearing him say that, I'm listening to these people, and their gripes are: I haven't moved, mm-hmm. I haven't been promoted. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to leave this group. They're not going to promote me. It's like, but you're over here gossiping
0: mm, yeah. a lot. Maybe a reason why so, you're not moving.
1: <laughs> right, and you know, in fact, um, I had to sit down with my boss today, and I have two desks, I have two office spaces, and one of them that I sit at is a lot of chitter chatter. <laughs> And it's, it's cool. And I'm not used to it. I'm used to having a, you know, you work for like several minutes and everybody turns around and kind of engages in conversation as sort of a quick mental release. And everybody turns back around and does their work and we're gonna go through those things. Right. Yeah. And this one is constant chat and they're all facing computers, but they're all at it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, how do you get anything done? How are you working? And they're just used to it. Right. That's their momentum. And so I went to my boss, I'm like, nope, just, I know. I want to go back to my other desk. And he's like, oh yeah, that's why I keep my door closed. They do talk a lot, but that's just their thing. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm not mm-hmm. used to. How are they working and doing that chatter? I don't get it. Like, and it's not anything bad or, you know, anything like that. I'm just like, how, how do you guys, is that your white noise? You guys are creating your own white noise. What's happening here. But it teaches you a lot about your environment and what people are doing. And you have to learn to adjust. And I think that's outside of observing. It's Learning to quickly adjust because you're coming into their environment, right? So you're going to have to be agile and flexible a little bit. And that's where the observation really helps with that.
0: Well, and um, I, That's I, been my experience. I think you got to remember, too, that people are going to size you up, right? They're going to decide, are you, are you a threat or are you going to be a frenemy or oh are you going to be yes. someone who, you know, that they can take advantage of in some way? Um, you know, I I think all those thoughts kind of goes through everybody's head when a new person comes on the team and, you know, it's important that you stay really neutral, you know, at least on those first interactions.
1: I agree. I, you know, it's funny because I used to work at a bank, right? So, and in my, in that position, you dressed professional all the time. We didn't really have, um, you know, Jean Fridays, we'd have fundraisers or something, but for the most part, 99% of the time you dressed up. And so we're talking pencil skirts and suit sets and things of that nature. And so that's what my wardrobe primarily consists of. And I'm actually cool with that. I like dressing up that way. And I can't tell you, Chris, how many times I walk into the bathroom or I'm walking down the hallway and somebody sees me and because I am overdressed for my role, but nobody in my team cares. My boss doesn't care. They all think it's fine. Mm -hmm. The others who are not a part of my team look at me like, Oh, that must be an executive. And so they're opening doors for me. They're like, oh, excuse me, you please go first, by all means. They're, it's like they're frightened, like, oh, my God, I don't know who she is, but she's definitely somebody important. And It's like, I'm just at the leadership, like the lower, I'm at the lowest leadership level right now. But it's kind of funny to see everybody's like, oh, you, you you're you dressed like a VP. You must be a VP. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just... I wanted to support people. You're fine. And so it's kind of funny how people, like you said, they size you up by looking at you very quickly. And so there's a lot of people on the floor that I work on that think I'm an executive. They're trying to figure out why I'm coming down from the second floor to use the bathroom. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're at some conscious level sort of sizing everybody else up too. So there's a sort of game that's going back and forth. I think when you first yeah. meet people, especially in a work environment, I mean, it happens in social settings too, but uh, in a I work understand. environment, there's there's a particular amount of thing that's on the line. Um, there's a particular amount of, of um, you know, horse that everybody has in the race. I, I, no, right, you, yes. you know, because, you know, basically when you talk about work and politics and who gets promoted and who doesn't and who, who pulls their weight and who doesn't, you know, there's all these team dynamics that, that come into play. I think when you you join a a good team you can particularly tell that people work together that there's not yeah. this big element of competition between people yeah. um and you you know I've, I've been introduced to teams that are very competitive and there's you know you got to watch out for this person and that person's going to burn you and you know you you may have that one person that wants to take you under their wing and they're going to tell you about all the politics and be very cautious mm-hmm. of those people because uh, often they are the instigators on, on the team and, you know, the ones yes. that want to jockey for the most power, you know.
1: Well, that goes to and that is such a, a great way to put it. It's a, it's a great point, And it goes right into trust. You want to walk into a new, uh, you know, a new job thinking, oh, I trust these people because they have to train me. They have to get me to a point where I'm I'm productive. But you've got to be really careful and understand how you trust people. There's there's trusting somebody in training, and then there's trusting somebody in how they size you up and determine you're a threat or um, you're you know whatever they consider you to be. Right. And I think that's that's what I've walked in. That's the mindset I've walked into with this role after you know summing up all of my last roles in the first days and kind of how all of those different positions turned out. Um, in that reflection has brought me to the whole just going to sit back and watch and listen and take in a bunch of data. And in doing that, I'm learning so much about people. It's like, Oh, okay. So you're not the, you know, you you kind of figure out which people are going to help you get to your next goal. Um, And, and you, and I know one of the people that I've, I mean, there's the place that I work at everybody flipping works at that I know there's so many people there that I know, Because Wichita is not that big of a town when it comes down to it.
0: No, it's pretty small.
1: (laughs) It is. And it's almost, you know, you get to, you can go almost anywhere. And there's just a few employers out there where you can not walk down the hall and not realize you know somebody. Yeah. And so that's where I work now. Um, And so it's, it's really interesting to hear somebody and you realize, oh, you are completely not this way out in public. Like, I know you. And that's not how I know you. This is and you kind of get a real like, oh, aha, you know, it's that aha moment kind of kicks in. You're like, I need to be more careful with how I present myself and how I take in people because you just want to kind of like trust everybody and everybody's great and cool. And that's not the case. And like you said, some people are going to size you up to determine if you're a threat and others are going to be like, whatever questions you have, please ask. I'll help you every time. And you got to test out those waters to kind of figure out your bearings and and who's going to help you stay afloat and who's going to watch you or help you sink. Um, And that's kind of one of those really big nervous wreck type of feelings when you walk into a new role is how well am I going to do and who's going to help me do well and who's going to help me fail. Um, But that's where you ask all those questions and don't go in with a pre set of a preconceived mindset because other people have told you anything about the job too, I think. Yeah. Um, And then that's really hard to do. when you know, people who've worked there for a long time and they're kind of, you hear the jaded calls and, um, you hear people say, yeah, this place has been great to me. While other people are like, this place flippin' sucks. I don't know why I'm still here. I'm like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> get out. I got a friend who needs a job.
0: So you had your orientation and then they usually dismiss you from orientation and you get, yep. at least at, at our work, you know, the managers will go over and meet the new employee and our our tradition, or at least we've done in our group is, you know, go out to lunch with them and and then come back to the office and show them their desk and introduce them to the group. And occasionally we'll have key members of the group out to the launch, you know, so we can introduce them and talk about, you know, work expectations and things like that, sort of in a more casual environment. And then I usually take people around and and sort of introduce them to, you know, key people in the organization. And then our, our, our uh, group actually has a sort of an add on that we make, we made uh, in addition to the orientation, it's sort of an orientation to our group and the expectations for our group. So we run through that either the same day or the next day. W- you know, was there anything like that for you at, at your new position? You know, what what sort of happened after the orientation and, and you got through the normal, you know, here's where you're going to sit. And you know, here's, you know, ABC people that are in your group. Uh, you know, what did they do for you?
1: Well, mine was a little different after the orientation, my boss did take me out to lunch and kind of give me a rundown of um, you know it was it was it's it's been weird. It's unusual because my boss has not been in his role for but a few months. His team is all brand new. The one established team member is leaving, so we're going to have a completely fresh new stock of people. Um so the legacy people are going to be gone. There's a, a lot of opportunity to morph these roles. Um, and the processes. So that's that was exciting when he told me things are going to change and I need you to be part of those change processes because you're a change agent. So that was really exciting over lunch to hear, oh, we're going to use that part of my skill set. So while that's exciting, I had to still keep those emotions under check because there is like what else is out there. And so, you know, after lunch, we went back to my building. So my boss sits in a different building with the rest of the team. I'm the only team member in my building as of right now. The, the goal is to transition everybody over to the building I'm in. And so I was shown where I was going to sit at, you know, kind of if somebody was there, we were introduced to that person. If they weren't, you know, meet you later. Right. And then it, the best thing in the world that could happen for me and not everybody would embrace this, but we jumped right in instead of trying to um, kind of go through and chit chat about, well, well, you know, do this. Let's go get you some office supplies. It's OK. You know, you're going to sit I'll show you the office supplies that, but we've got meetings to get to Do you want to go ahead and jump into these meetings? Because we need, these are meetings you're going to have to be at anyway. So let's just go in head first. And that's how I best perform is just be thrown into those deep waters for a sink or swim exercise. And so that's what we did. We jumped right into meetings. Um, doesn't mean they made any sense to me and they didn't. I mean, I, there was some verbi- verbiage that I understood from my previous employer, but overall they were talking about projects and, um, the different metrics that they use throughout the project. So I'm like, um, I I've, I've heard of some of those before. I'm not sure I, I understand all of them. So I clearly didn't really, I mean, I couldn't tell you which meetings I was a part of by memory. I could go back on the calendar and tell you now, but, um, that it was great to jump in head first and see what I'm going to be up against, um, and just go ahead and, and try it out and see how it fit. And, um, it worked out really well. And then the next thing I know it's, My boss is telling me, great, if you did all great on these, I'm just going to start sending you all these different meeting invites. And I didn't have my computer. (laughs) I didn't have have any office supplies. I think I just had the phone and a monitor. I'm like, oh, there's only one monitor. He's like, "Um, yeah, you'll have to scavenge for the second one. Like, no problem. (laughs) I'll find it. Um, But eventually, you know, within the first, I think, first day or two, my computer came in. We got logged in right away. And there was, here's these, you know, I started getting the virtual tools I needed, right? Like the files and um, here's some training information that came from the person who held your position before ask questions. And so that, that's one thing I'm not afraid to do, right? Is ask questions. And I don't care if I sound stupid. I'll stop a meeting to say, Hey, if you guys, and I think with the term I've been using, the words I've been using lately is I'm in my learning curve. I'm going to ask you to repeat some stuff. If that bothers you, just know, just expect it. Now I don't apologize. That's one thing I don't do in a new role. Is I won't apologize. I'll just let them know I'm in a learning curve. This is gonna be you know, frustrating for some of you because you're on the move. I need some more support until I kind of get my momentum going and then I won't need as much support. And that's been very well-received, especially since um, I got thrown into the perfect storm of events. My other new coworker has only been on the job for I think three months. And due to COVID protocol, they had to be quarantined for 10 days. And then the other person is leaving here in just a couple of weeks and I'm brand new. So I learned my role and my, both my team members roles and there are three different roles. They're supposed to be somewhat similar, but they're really not. And so I've, and that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is learning these three different roles simultaneously. And that, for me, that works out great. I love the overstimulation and the overwhelming feelings. There's always something to do. Um, my boss has been freaking out like, oh my God, are you sure you can handle this I'm like if you're gonna get anybody to sink or swim it's me so throw me out there and let's go. So I've enjoyed that part. I've just got whipped right into it and um, I sink I mean I, I come right into it very strong and I have a lot of people ask me you've been here for months I'm like no, I just started four weeks ago.
0: Yeah, but I think I think and not everybody's come. like you though, right I, I think a lot of people right. take a little bit of time to get acclimated and and they're gonna be really uncomfortable just, you know, jumping into things. And I think that's okay to let, let whoever, you know, is your new team lead or boss or whatever, just say, Hey, we're going a little fast. Can I ask you some questions? You know, I think it's perfectly acceptable to do that. I'd rather, you know, as a, as a manager, I'd rather have somebody do that. Uh, tell me that, Hey, we're going too fast. I've got more questions than, you know, just let them be uncomfortable and then be miserable. Right. Um, no, so I think its some questions.
1: A... You need to ask the questions. And no matter if you are comfortable with sink or swim or easing into it, you got to ask the questions. There's yeah. there, there's no other way to learn the job because people don't know what you don't know. right so you, the, asking the questions less than know you don't know. And there's been questions I've asked like, I've heard this. <laughs> I can't figure it like in any role, you you kind of figure out what you can learn by context. and other things you're like, this doesn't make sense. I've heard you guys use this in like three different completely meetings. What the crap is that? And then you get to know you're like, oh, that's not what I thought it was at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, you got to ask the questions just for me, this, the beginning part of this role has been, it wasn't slow and boring and that worked out for me. I've done the slow and boring stuff and it works out great for others. It just happened to be that for this particular role at this particular time, I was the right person for it. Uh, My counterpart would have, he might've been a little more like, Nope, we're going to have to not pick up that project. I, I can't do it right now. And that's cool not everybody can do all the same things at the same time. That's why you have team members in there. It just happened to be a really weird, um, sequence of events that landed at just the perfect time when I started.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, our, our, our listeners may not have the same, you know, experience that you've got. And, uh, you know, I I think one thing that I see people do, uh, quite often new position is, uh, you know, have a notepad and, and, you know, I'll, you know, I try and make—I call it my rounds—but I try and go around to my <laughs> to my team members and and kind of say hi and see what's going on. And uh, you know, at least when we're not in COVID times. And and I've I've had oh, yeah. new team members when I do that, they'll be like, hey, I've got some questions for you, and they pull out a yep. notepad. And I, I think that's really helpful to just you know hey write write these things down and then and then yes. ask when you can. Um, you know, it may be a little bit easier to. You know, ask uh, a group of questions rather than just you know every time you have a question, run into your boss's office. You know, right. I mean, write three yeah, or four of them down and then go yeah. ask. It's a lot more efficient. Um, yeah. you know, when you get somebody's uh, yeah. attention.
1: That's something that I and I, I with my first um, day, I took in a notebook and I actually took those little sticky dividers. You know, like um, they're almost like post-it notes, but they have the divider panels like you see in a um, like a file folder that tells you what what each divider section is. And so i found these little sticky dividers and in my notebook i'll write down whatever notes are from a meeting that i have questions on right and i'll use a divider and then when i start another set of notes i have another divider because otherwise i have found if i don't have those dividers to section off the notes from different meetings or different subjects that we're talking about i'll get lost and i won't know what questions to ask and so that's been really handy is having that notebook and sometimes my questions get answered before i get to my boss which is great but those other times i'm like i don't this right here what is this like this makes like i had asked him something about some sort of tooling device i'm like is this thing a vendor and he's like no that's a tool on the floor i'm like oh well <laughs> that's great because i did not catch on to that so yeah that notebook and pen thing is i think that is that helps me out a lot it just happened to be that adding those little divider sticky pads like little sticky notes to let me know this is the start of a new set of notes so i could flip through faster and gotcha. like you said be more efficient right it's really helped me and then um I transfer all those notes to um, oh, it's OneNote. I think mm-hmm. where you can build the different pages and different groupings of notes together on the program. Yep, that because I'll I'll transfer as soon as my notes make sense. I'll transfer those um, those notes to OneNote and start building like a training book, um, like I would um, like a toolkit. And
0: okay. that's because
1: that's one of the things that isn't available to anybody in our role because nobody nobody's it, nobody was established enough or nobody thought about it or had the background or whatever, but that's been really cool too. And, and then I gave all the, I just sent that link out to my boss and uh, my counterpart to kind of add to it or read it through it or say, Nope, that's not quite right. I think you have this message. So that's been really great too. It, it allows a collaborative angle to it so that my mm-hmm. boss can see what I'm catching on to or what I'm not quite understanding. If I don't know to ask So there's sometimes you think you figured out something and you don't know you should ask, And so I just gave him the link to it. And he's like, Hey, I think you have this messed up. I think, I don't think you understand this quite right. Let's talk about this. And all it does, it builds that communication, that line of communication you need to have with your boss. It's so important. So that's been really helpful too.
0: Yeah. So to wrap this up, I mean, I I think the points that we've made here are, you know, in the orientation, obviously pay attention, ask questions there. Then when you get introduced to your new group and you're learning your new people, uh, and your new boss, really try and observe and, and be observant. You've also said, take a lot of notes or to ask questions in batches. And let's see, what else have we talked about? I, I think that's a pretty good start. I mean, you should probably be in that observation mode. You know, I would say for, for at least the good first week, right? Maybe, maybe two, Yeah. you know, cause you're really just trying to learn, learn as much as you can and, you know, don't be afraid to ask people questions and, Right. You know, you know, you're going to be sizing people up, people are going to be sizing you up. And so there's kind of this little game that gets played uh, yeah. when a new new person comes into a group. But uh, I think
1: there is there is one more thing I think that we can all use because there's an, a question that gets asked. So I don't know if you remember, um, but I'm sure you've seen it. Probably not even it, I didn't even dawn on me until it, this time around. And it's almost like you need a 30 second elevator pitch. And it's that, and it's for a specific question because people are asking you, brand new, where'd you come from? Right, right. They yeah, that's new, a great where idea. You transferred in from, and so that, and I, you know, you always think, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. I just came from this, you know, from this organization doing this, and well, what does that mean? Especially, um, and there are roles out there where you're exposed to executive leadership right off the bat. Yeah. And you want to have, you know, information that's clear, crisp to the point and makes kind of a statement about you without making a statement about, you Um, I know with I've been introduced to two VPs already uh, because I'll be working with one of them really closely here on a project we've got coming up. And so he doesn't have time to hear me go on about my life story from my previous employment. <laughs> like he's like, Where you, where'd you come from? I came from this place. And I did this. And, you know, this is how long I did it for. And they're like, OK, cool. Well, that's interesting. What the heck is that? And so, having you know, you need to nail down who you are and where you came from to a very quick thirty-second elevator pitch, because you're going to be meeting some people who are going to be like, "Hey, I remember Tara; that she does this thing, and she did really good on this project." Because that's how you get considered for different roles, right? Especially if you're in an organization that cherry picks from each other, um, which I know I'm in an organization that doesn't. Not every organization does, but that's how they kind of. Um, it's kind of how they, again, back to your point, it's kind of how they measure you up. They they see what you know, what you do and how quickly you can explain it so they can um kind of keep you in mind for a role or not.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to have that short elevator pitch because you don't want, you know, were your kids in this SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> growing up where, yes. you know, yes. it was going on and then, and then the announcer would go two hours later, you know, <laughs> you, you're only going to have 15 or 20 seconds, maybe 30 at the most, right. capture somebody's attention when you first meet them and, um, they're really going to be sizing you up, like I said, during that, that period. So you want to, you know, be short, quick to the point, um, you know, on that elevator pitch, it's important that you nail down, um, you know, what's your most important things that you want to get out, you know, is it, is it most important to say where you came from? Is it most important to say what your experience is? And I think it's, it's helpful on those sorts of things to actually write it down on paper. Um, maybe use several sheets of paper. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, keep, keep tightening it up, keep shortening it up until it's, it's really succinct, you know, and, and just get mm-hmm. the important stuff out there.
1: I agree. I agree. And that's one thing that I think that has been the most, um, the most important thing I've had to pick up really, really quickly is, you know, this is VP so-and-so. Oh, Hey, you know, who are you, where'd you come from? It's like, Oh crap. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. So, Cause you don't know when you're going to meet him. So you really need to have, right. you need to know what you're going to say as quickly as possible. But Other than that, yeah, it's, I think this is probably the, one of the, between this one and my last and poor, it's one of the best first day moments I've had. And because you go in with a mature attitude of, I got this. And that's the one thing too, is coming in with confidence. I got this. No matter how overwhelming and confusing the information is, it's going to be clear at some point. Mm -hmm. Like the, if these people can do it, you can do it too. It's why they brought you in. So you got to have that confidence that, yeah, it's going to be crazy for a couple of months, but it will level out and it's going to get really good and you're, you're going to be able to really showcase what you can do and how you can be an asset to the team.
0: Right. Yeah. So let's recap here <laughs> again, being observed, <laughs> trying to recap <laughs> the recap, to recap uh, be in observed mode for possibly the first you know week or two, at least have your elevator pitch, make sure you have a notepad so you can write down questions and, and don't be afraid to ask questions and, and I think, uh, you know, just enjoy meeting, meeting the new people. And, uh, you know, I think another point to make is a lot of times, uh, manager or, or supervisor, when you come on a team, you know, they're not expecting you to be super productive in an office environment, you know, right out of the box, you know, they yeah. they understand that there's some time that's needed for people to kind of settle in and figure out where things are and get access to computers and files and networks and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. You know, I wouldn't stress out too much about being super productive in your first day, three, four, five, you know, days, even a week. Cause I, I think it's pretty common for the expectation to be like, well, you're new here. You're gonna take a little while to spool up. A lot of organizations will have, you know, if you have to charge your time off to a charge number, they'll have, you know, specific charge numbers for new people or for training. Um, so, so
1: charge numbers, yeah, so, so I'm away from charge numbers. Yay!
0: So, but yeah, I think, I think it's important just not to stress out about that and, and you know, just really try and settle in and, and enjoy things and, uh, you know, have fun meeting your team, new team members and, and sort of try and figure out what the dynamics are uh, you'll know very quickly whether what kind of a team you have been uh, associated with when you mm-hmm. when you get there. It'll 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 come out and be apparent probably within the first day, I would say. So I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, so or try and thereafter. try and figure that out and and uh, you know settle in and then you know I would say after the first day or a couple of days you really want to sit down and think about you know how can you be productive where can you contribute to the team. I wouldn't try to do the whole change thing like, Oh, let's change this or let's change that unless you were specifically hired to do that. Right. But like, again, that goes back to being in observation mode for, you know, the first, you know, period that you're there. So absolutely definitely don't stress. I, I, you know, tell new people that all the time, you know, welcome to the team. You know, I'm not, not expecting crazy things out of you right off the right out of the no gate miracles. here no miracles you know
1: <laughs> no miracles get,
0: get settled in and you know enjoy meeting everybody you know on my team I want to build a good strong team I want people to be collaborative I want people to work together I don't want to you know have a, a lot of uh, you know competition where people are fighting for the top position or whatever you know so right. Uh, but everybody's team's a little bit different. So definitely that observe, observation mode will help you kind of figure out sort of what uh, what you've been dropped into.
1: I agree. Absolutely. It's good stuff.
0: <laughs> definitely good stuff. Well, this has been a really good series, Tara. I've, I've enjoyed talking about these things. And, uh, you know, I think uh, the feedback that we've gotten is that people are, are you know, getting some good information about this. So. Yeah. You know, definitely if you have something that you want to hear on the podcast, we'd love to hear what your ideas are or what topics you want us to talk about. Uh, And you can do that by going to bizandmayhem.com. If you go to the bottom of any show, uh, you can see a form where you can contact us. And also you can donate to the show if, uh, if you like the content that we make, you know, it It does cost us money to keep this up on the, you know, on the interwebs here. You can go donate to the show at the bottom of any episode. Again, if you go to uh, bizandmayhem.com, if you go to the bottom of any episode, you'll see some buttons to go to Patreon, and you can subscribe uh, to our show there. You can choose your donation level, you know, and it starts off at a couple bucks a month and, and goes up. Uh, But, yeah, for a very small amount of money, you can support us, support the show, and help us uh, keep bringing new content out to you. And we'd really appreciate that.
1: That's right. We would appreciate it. That'd be great.
0: We would definitely. Well, I guess uh, until next time, y'all have fun in the mayhem and uh, be good. The Biz and Mayhem podcast is produced by Check 6 Creative Studio. If you have a podcast or been wanting to start one, let us know. We'd love to help you produce and edit your podcast. We'd also love to work with your business on marketing and video production. Visit us on the web at check6studio.com. That's C-H-E-C-K-S-I-X-S-T-U-D-I-O dot Let us know you heard about us on the Biz and Mayhem podcast.